0: Hello everybody, Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone and today I'm joined by the Hellion, Ava Lawless. How are you today? Hello, hello. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm fantastic to be chatting with you. It's been a hot minute since the last time we talked. It was actually two summers ago. But you know, before we get into everything wrestling, you know, there's a lot going on in the world of pop culture and movies uh i know you just saw oppenheimer at the time of recording this you're actually going to see barbie later today so now i kind of wish i saw you after barbie so i could get your thoughts on both but um like i said oppenheimer just got released uh tell us about your thoughts i saw you said it was fantastic i have yet to see either so i'm curious
1: yeah i think Well, first of all, thank you for asking, because I love when I get to do podcasts and talk about things that aren't wrestling. Not that I don't love wrestling, but sometimes it's interesting to hear about the other little nitty-gritty things, right? Um, I think going into this weekend, I was definitely more excited to see Barbie, but after I walked out of Oppenheimer, I was like, oh my god, I don't know how Barbie's going to top that. Um, and I definitely did Oppenheimer first because I was told like, you know, the mood is going to be brought down so then see Barbie after so the mood can be brought back up. And I can confirm that it definitely is a hard watch. It's a heavy watch, but it's yeah. it's wonderfully made and the acting is phenomenal. So um, I think everybody should see it. And I'm sure I'm going to say that both, like both things, like both movies are going to be great, but uh, Oppenheimer definitely... I think it exceeded my expectations.
0: Yeah. um, I know you're one who's a kind of a horror fanatic. So maybe I feel like you have an affinity towards the, I know it's not a horror (laughs) film. It's like a drama thriller I saw. um, But I I feel like, I feel like maybe that's kind of more your vibe anyways, but you know, it's good to be versatile. I've heard, I've heard like, I've heard more good things about Barbie than I have about Oppenheimer, but I haven't seen either yet. Everybody else has, and I feel like I'm out of the loop, even though it's only been two days since they both come yeah. out. Everybody, I feel like, has seen them. Um, So I might have to check that out next weekend, to be honest. um, It's a busy yeah. week. But you even know I- Go ahead. I was talking to my mom this morning, and then I was like, yeah,
1: I'm going to see Barbie. She's like, you're going to see Barbie? I'm like, why are you so perplexed <laughs> by this? I grew up playing with them just the yeah. same as everyone else, so... And also the cast is amazing. So I think you can
0: like both things, best of both worlds. And you could see John Cena as a merman. That's what yeah, I <laughs> want to see. That. Right? That's why I'm going. I know, in a, in a blonde wig. <laughs> Have you seen the photos of him in the blonde wig? No, I actually,
1: like, I was going down like this deep hole where I wanted to see everything Barbie. And then I was like, you know what? I should like, I should settle my kettle yeah. because okay. I don't want to like hype it up too much yeah. so i
0: pulled back from watching anything okay. they released so it will be a surprise okay <laughs> i'll have to catch up with you on your thoughts maybe maybe post interview to get your thoughts on barbie to add it in we'll see but yeah. you know the last time we were talking like we said we were talking about your love for horror films and all things 1980s which i would say has a, a fair part uh plays a fair part into your character in the ring is that a fair assessment to make Yeah, I would definitely say like my
1: character is kind of based on like 80s thrash, 80s hair metal. I would say, yeah, in and out of the ring. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So specifically in the gear department though, you know, you've got a lot of black, you got a lot of chain studs, you got the flames going on, not only with your hair, but with your gear, literal flames. So when it comes to your in-ring gear and your character presentation, what are kind of your go-to sources of inspo for your gear?
1: Yeah, I think um, maybe for the Flames, maybe it's like Bam Bam Bigelow or like, <laughs> you know. Um, but I would say when it when it comes to my gear, I'm definitely inspired by like the 80s video vixens. They were always in like black leather with tassels and studs. And then, and then like in the future, I really want to do like a Hellraiser inspired like outfit. And I want to get to a point where I could just keep making outfits that are big based on other things I love and have people be like, I wonder what that's from and have them guess about Mm it. So I think that's a whole element of creativity that I have like yet to really deep dive into. But, um, people who love like niche things, like be horror films and stuff like that. I want them to like, look at my gear and be like, wait, is that inspired by like, I don't know, or, or something. So I do have a lot of fun with, like my gear and my jackets and stuff. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And you have that background in graphic design to kind of, uh, at your disposal too, you know, I feel like it makes it a lot easier. I don't know. Do you like draft up, like craft up your own gear, like the designs or do you, Um, or how, how, what is your process when it comes to your gear, like making it, creating it?
1: Yeah. A lot of it is like, if I find stuff on like Pinterest or things like that, but I do have my own sketchbook where I sketch out ideas and I sent it to um, my gear lady and there's been pieces that have been like fully my ideas and then there's been pieces where she's taken it and been like I like this but I think we should do this and I'm like I trust you girl like you're the one for me so like let's do it and it always turns out awesome so you know I kind of lucked out because I think it takes people time or I don't know chances to find the person that like works best with them but the girl I use I'm like she's the
0: best and she's mine. So <laughs> yeah, that's especially good. I am one, I feel like gear is such an underrated, but like really important part of your, you know, presentation. It's one of the first things people see, obviously you're expressing yourself through your, your you know, your hair, your makeup and all of that. But I feel like gear, especially like, I feel like it ties everything like together. Personally. Yeah, I agree. I mean, maybe some people care more about the wrestling, but I
1: think you could care about all of it
0: yeah well no it's kind of just the total package you know in all of that um but you know perhaps maybe it's toward it has to do with your gravitation towards punk rock and heavy metal but i I wanted to talk more about your nickname as the hellion which is i mean defined as a rowdy now okay do you say mischievous or mischievous because this is also well i'm just curious i don't know if canada has a different way of saying it i say mischievous Uh, i kind of say both like i i feel like i flow in and out of it for me it's like caramel caramel i flow in and out of it i was just curious about that Mm -hmm. but you know a heli, a hellion is defined as a rowdy now now it got me wanting to say both mischievous or troublemaking person you know can you kind of explain more about the origin story of how you landed on the hellion nickname
1: yeah um It's not too deep, but uh, basically I love this band called Wasp and they have a song called The Hellion. And I think of the flames with my outfits and my hair and I'm like, it kind of all comes together and I had it, like I was listening to the band and I had it in the back of my mind because I knew I needed a moniker and I needed something that like fit me and I'm not going to go out and say I'm like the best in the world or anything. I needed something that was very unique to Ava and um I was like I have not heard anyone been called that it really suits my gimmick it also lends hands to the 80s uh hair metal thrash metal thing so I'm like I think this is the one for me and then and ever since I've used it I'm like this is the one for me this is perfect yeah. and I'm never changing it and then even when I debuted on rampage the little snippet at the bottom said you know the Calgary native is nicknamed mm-hmm. alien I was like that's right I am yeah. so Um,
0: It just felt kind of perfect. You are the Hellion now, but was that always your vision for your in-ring character? I mean, if we're going
1: way back in the day, I was playing like my brother's N64 and I was playing No Mercy. I remember like they had a bunch of names listed and you had to pick them. And I picked the lone wolf when I was like a little girl, like I didn't even know what I was doing. And I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. I'm the lone wolf. And then growing up and I would like draw myself as a wrestler I'd always put like the lone wolf. And then that definitely happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely something that never came into my mind. Once I started wrestling, it was such like a little girl dream. Um, and then, you know, Baron Corbin took it. So I had to let it go. Um, but I think it was never meant to be anyways. Um, and no, I guess when I was Ava, um, Lawless and I was like trying to find this idea of what my moniker would be, I lucked out with choosing the Hellion as the first thing. And now I'm running with it and I think it'll be around for a very
0: long time. It's such a cool, like, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, it's very... I don't know. It's just cool. And, you know, I feel like maybe it's intentional, maybe it's not, but like your hair, like fire, like is orange, like hell. It just like, it ties in. Like it, it is very punk. It's very metal. It's very you like, yeah, it it is very unique. You know, there's a lot of, I wouldn't say there's a lot, but there's a fair amount of like heavy metal punk rock stuff, but like Hellion just sounds hella cool. You know, I don't know yeah. how to explain it. You know, yeah. I- I'm curious too, you kind of maybe felt uh, not drawn, yeah, drawn to the the lone wolf, but would you classify yourself as a troublemaker growing up or how would you describe <laughs> your childhood self?
1: <laughs> um, my childhood self, I would say was pretty, I guess it was pretty normal, but when I was in high school was probably when I was a little more rambunctious. Um, I skipped school way more than I should have. I probably did not pass as many classes as I should have. <laughs> um I spent a lot of like nights like sneaking out and going to like punk shows and metal shows with my friends um and then you know my dad would be getting the phone call like your student was not in or your child was yeah not in I'd be like sorry dad <laughs> you know um I wouldn't say I was like the worst in the world but I'm sure I gave you know my parents a little bit of of hell, know, <laughs> hell. <laughs> yeah <laughs> A little bit of hell.
0: Yeah, just a little bit. So I I think it's safe to say you were a little bit of a troublemaker growing up. Like you said, it definitely doesn't sound like the worst, but I feel like you've always had a little bit of that hellion in in you. And obviously now it it blossoms more into the ring. But I kind of want to go back to your love for punk rock and heavy metal for a minute. So I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of curious, what like initially gravitated you towards that genre of music? Like, do you recall your first memory with that music scene?
1: Yeah, it's actually funny because it ties right into wrestling. I I was doing like I was growing up watching the Hardys and pretending to be Lita. And uh, my friend at the time, she took Lita's music for her her persona yeah. when we were like wrestling like pillows and stuffed animals and <laughs> and I was like so upset that she took Lita's music and I needed to find something for myself. So we went rummaging through her, um, her mom's music. And I found the black album by Metallica. I found a song called sad, but true. And I was like, this is perfect. It's cool. And then as I was growing up, I I like kind of remembered that. And I remember like my neighbor was always listening to like silver chair. And then suddenly I was getting into like grunge. And the next thing I know, I was just deep diving into punk and metal. And, and then I just kind of found myself with my friends in high school and my preteen years. And I guess I didn't look back after that. What's the most recent concert you've been to? Oh, the last concert I went to was, <laughs> oh, it was actually Wasp. Yeah, I went to, I flew to Vegas cause they were celebrating 40 years of Wasp. And I was like, I'm so inspired by you guys. So um, yeah, I flew down to Vegas to see it. And it was, it was incredible.
0: It was the best time of my life. <laughs> I, I'm curious again. I, so I, my music taste is kind of the opposite. Um, not exactly the opposite not that all not that all like hard rock is like screamo i just basically would do anything except screamo um i listened to a little bit of hard rock but i'm curious what does that environment look like for you at a wasp concert
1: you see wasp is not as crazy as it yeah. gets they're more shock factor than anything okay. so not really gonna get like mosh pits or anything yeah um, it was a very subdued crowd, actually almost so subdued that I was like, not used to it. I was like, well, like, you know, where are the flying fists and stuff? Or maybe I'm just too used. <laughs> to it. Um, so, so that was actually okay. And also like the people who listen to them are like our parents, right? Like, I understand mm-hmm. that I'm not exactly their demographic. <laughs> so it's mostly people like in their fifties, yeah. nursing some beers, having a good night out. Um, so that ended up being like very, very yeah. fine. Last time I saw Metallica, though, I had to get pulled out of the pit because I was like, this is too much. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. <laughs> so um, so I guess it depends on which band, but yeah. Fair enough. I When was this? Uh, the Metallica show? That was a couple of years ago. Oh, I, I mean, sorry, Wasp. Oh, Wasp was, uh, er, when was that? Oh my God. Uh, maybe October? I think it was October. Okay. I could be way off.
0: I I I only ask because I know there's been a lot of happening stuff with Air Canada lately, and I was wondering if it was like really recent because I know people are having a bunch of issues flying in and out of Canada.
1: Oh yeah, I mean flights within Canada are kind of brutal, but for some reason there's like a direct flight from Vegas that is always like pretty cheap and it's pretty quick. So um, I've
0: started to kind of love Vegas a little bit more. But yeah, I've never been seems I like a fu- seems like a fun time though i've wanted to go there for a while but you know talking about music you know the hardy boys lita iconic trio all- great theme songs like individually tag team what other entrance songs are kind of are you drawn to kind of all time and currently oh of all time like i always put the brood at the top yeah oh, the brood
1: there's no song better than that um I really loved, uh, Christians at last where it has like the choir in the beginning. That was really mm-hmm. fun too. Um, God, I guess RVD had like walk by Pantera mm-hmm. currently. Um, I really love like EO skies. I, I find EO like, shock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I really love the
0: beginning of it. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it just gets me pumped. It's kind of EDM ish. Um,
1: yeah, and which is like not my style, but yeah. for some reason I'm like, oh, it sounds so different and cool. Mm-hmm. Uh I love I love that in AEW some people come out to like real songs that are on yeah. the radio and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like It's my dream that if I ever get anywhere that I could maybe keep my music, <laughs> which is such wishful mm-hmm. thinking, but it, like my song is just some random like 80s thrash song from the 80 or from the 80s from Australia. That I'm like obsessed with. And I'm like, I kind of never want to leave it behind. So What's I'm going to. What's it called? It's called uh, Voyage of the Disturbed by a band called Mortal Sin. And it just gets me so pumped up. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I'm training, if I can't hit something, I'm like, I'll put on my music. I'm going to yeah. get there. You yeah. Know? Like, I just need to get pumped. And so um, for
0: as long as I'm around, I feel like I'm going to. I'm going to drag that with me. (laughs) You should, especially, you know, talking about favorites. Last year, you had a unique opportunity to appear at Dungeon Wrestling and then later meet your all-time favorite, Brett the Hitman Hart. I know you had to no-sell him, but can you tell us (laughs) more about that interaction and then how it felt to no-sell him, as you said on IG?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he put me in the headlock and I was like, I can't, I can't can't sell this like I gotta pose because this is the best um it definitely like he was super sweet you know he like came up to us told us to go out there kill it and be safe and all that um I think it was just more so nerve-wracking knowing that I was going to be wrestling in front of Bret Hart (laughs) like you know the greatest of all time to do it so that was nerve-wracking but it's also like how many people get to say that right and especially like being from Calgary And knowing like i'm like one of the few calgary girls i was like this is this is really meaningful to me and it's funny because it's it's come and gone now and i'm still like that's amazing but i feel like if it were to happen again which i did get to do it again (laughs) it still felt the same way so um it was still a privilege
0: yeah i mean it's funny because who i think is the goat is brett's rival um sean michaels (laughs) so we we won't have to get into that but what what i mean besides being from calgary what gravitated you towards Brett? why do you believe he is the best of all time oh i mean i guess if you look at his technical prowess that in itself
1: speaks yeah uh, for how good he is um but i also kind of there is this element of like here's this grown man wearing pink who could absolutely eviscerate you, which is so cool. That in itself is punk rock, mm-hmm. you know, and the nickname and everything, the leather jackets. Like I just felt like he was cool personified and he didn't need to be over the top or flashy. You know, you, um, you knew what you were getting with him and he still exceeded your expectations. So I always just, I just found him captivating. I don't know. And then now I live here. So now I'm like, yeah, you are the man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like, I feel like whether, if you live in Calgary, you're kind of, um, what's the word inclined or you kind of not forced, but you're kind of inclined to, you know, Bret Hart is the man. He is the man. I think he's all Trish. I don't know if Trish Stratus has been added, but as of a couple, I know he was the first ever wrestler inducted into the Canada hall of fame. I don't know if Trish has been added or anybody else from wrestling, but he was the first wrestler to be inducted into the Canada hall of fame, which I thought was really cool. But you know, Yeah but you know speaking of great performers you twice you mentioned it earlier you twice recently had the opportunity to face Taya Valkyrie including your AEW debut in March I know you faced her before we'll get to that in a minute but then you got to face her again in earlier this July uh, at the time of recording this it's still July so can you tell us more about that opportunity to make your debut on Rampage and the overall experience of being there?
1: Yeah, um, I think for sure is a pinch me moment because I had a really good 2022. Like it's it's incredibly hard to top the experiences I had in 2022. And I was actually almost nervous. I'm like, how am I going to top it? Like, I'm so thankful for what I've already experienced. But landing that opportunity was like, oh, oh, okay. Like there's so much like further and higher and more to strive for. While also being thankful for what I've had. And, um, I was really lucky in that sense that I got to wrestle her because we had wrestled previously. So it was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it's like, yeah, I know what to do. I know how to work with her. I know how to like work with her moves. Um, and she's also just like a wonderful human being. So I think that I lucked out not only by getting that opportunity, but that it was against her. And she's also a fellow Canadian. So, um, it did feel almost like serendipitous, I guess.
0: Yeah, and like you said, your AW debut was not the first time you had wrestled, Ty. You had challenged her for the Reina de Reina's Championship last year at RCW. Again, just one of the many great matches from you 2022 year. So you've gotten to wrestle her three times now. Have you kind of learned anything or absorbed any new knowledge? Because she's a veteran, too, as well, kind of through working with her. Oh,
1: absolutely. Like, um, one of the best things I can take away from wrestling her is just listening to her. Like any feedback she gives me, whether it's in the ring or outside of the ring, I've taken it all to heart. Um, and I feel like I'm applying it. Um, and I've also just been lucky that I've wrestled her in Alberta, uh, Manitoba and Saskatchewan. And now I'm suddenly like, Ty, are we doing like a Canada world, like, yeah. like a Canada mm-hmm. tour? We're going to wrestle each other in every province. Um, but each time Time that I have, she's been able to like give me something. And, and you know, that's the type of stuff that um I hold sacred for sure.
0: Yeah, and you know that you've had a an incredible year. Another big thing for you is having the opportunity to wrestle ROH women's champion Athena at Ring of Honor. And considering you grew up watching Ring of Honor DVDs, I have to imagine it was a little surreal for you to step into a Ring of Honor ring so what was going through your mind upon that confirmation that not only you'd be wrestling in ROH but then wrestling against the champ athena
1: um i think that was the biggest surreal moment for yeah. me so far um the fact that i was even in a ring of honor ring the fact that i got to do the code of honor i'm like that's yeah. crazy <laughs> and i know people say like you know don't show that you're such a fan or whatever but in my perspective that's the passion that fueled me to get here. You know, the love that started when I was a little girl is still the same love that I have now as an adult. So when I was given that opportunity, I, I, it meant the world to me and it still means the world to me. I'm still like, Holy crap. I did that, you know? And, um, it was such a learning opportunity. Um, and it was just like such a great moment, I think, in the trajectory of my wrestling career. And I hope there's more of them because yeah, it's addicting.
0: <laughs> yeah. With you saying it's a learning opportunity, you know, I feel like just kind of being there as a whole and ring of honor and everything, you're surrounded by so many vets. Can you tell us more about that learning opportunity, kind of what impact you had coming out of it?
1: Yeah, I think it's going from, you know, wrestling and community halls or legions or wherever. Um, to going in front of a large crowd, to going in front of TV, you know, um, with the professionals that do this day in and day out, you have to kind of like apply that, a different type of knowledge to it. And I take away like, oh, the camera's over here. I should be over here. And, oh, this is how I need to move. And the, the comments you get after are what you have to apply going forward. So I think um, in that instance, Athena and uh, Tony Khan, I just got to get, feedback that I wouldn't have normally gotten if I was, you know, wrestling in a community hall, I guess. So, um, they both have their benefits. You know, you learn in both places, but um, you know, TV's a whole different beast.
0: Yeah. And you know, you talk about the influence that Ring of Honor had on you growing up, looking back on those DVDs that you watched growing up. Is there a particular ROH match or storyline that kind of stands out to you or that you particularly enjoyed? Yeah, I think the other thing that was crazy about this experience was I w- I was a
1: really big fan of like the summer of punk and seeing him like wrestle Joe again. I was yeah. like, this is crazy. And I remember actually being backstage at AEW and um Ring of Honor and being like, if I don't end up getting anything on this show, I'm actually just so incredibly happy that I get to be here for Punk versus Joe. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, and then I also loved like a lot of Nigel McGuinness's work. So Um, It was just crazy to just kind of be surrounded by those guys. Um, But you know, everyone's pretty busy and you gotta, you know, you gotta pick your time and place to say hello, but uh, it still is a surreal moment.
0: Yeah, you know, you, you've gotten to do a lot over the last year. Like you said, 2022 was a big year for you. Even earlier this year, I mean, you got to challenge Camille for the NWA Women's Championship. You know, as you grow your resume, you've evolved a lot since the last time I spoke to you. So kind of reflecting back on your time coming up on on four years soon, how do you think that you've grown as a person and as a competitor? Um, As a person, I feel like I'm becoming
1: a little more self-assured, a little more confident. Um, This is definitely an industry that is sometimes hard to navigate and you really have to trust your instinct and believe in yourself more than anything, you know, because it's not easy or else anybody would be doing it. Um, So I think personally, yeah, just like trusting myself and believing in myself. Um, As a competitor, constant growing, Um, training when I can. Um, I go up to Edmonton and train at a facility called top talent when I can. Um, and I think just like improving on my character and my work, that's definitely something that is the goal. So I think even in the ring, I probably came off less confident than I do now. So I think being more self-assured inside and outside of the ring would be my answer.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's anything with growth. It's, you know, it's getting those reps in and with more experience, I feel like comes inherently more confidence too. you know, you get more comfortable and get the reps in and more self-assured, which I think is just in anything in life. But, you know, as you're striving to keep improving, do you have any personal and professional goals that you're kind of yearning to accomplish in and outside of wrestling? Because I know you do a bunch outside of it, too.
1: Yeah. Um, I think for wrestling, the goal is to do it full-time. Um, you know, I am balancing it between working a full-time job and like, you know, living a life as I, as much as I can, and then also wrestling. So I guess for wrestling, I would love to do it full-time and I don't have to worry about, you know, the tedious things of everyday life. (laughs) Um, and then, oh, I guess, I guess that's kind of a personal goal too, because it would be nixing the other things. Sure. Um so yeah, I guess getting more reps in, hopefully get to a point where I could do it uh more full time and honestly I would love to return to Ring of Honor again.
0: Mm-hmm. We hope so, we hope so. Fingers crossed. I know they just completed their Canada, I almost said world tour, but it's Canada Country Tour. They were floating around there for about three, four weeks. So they were around Canada for a long, long time, you know. I'm sure that they'll be back soon. They might have announced it already, but I don't remember it this time. Um, but I feel like it was a good, it was definitely a good experience for a lot of the Canadian talent because other people have talked about it not that it's isolated but it gets less eyes you know so I felt like them going to Canada Ring of Honor AEW brought a lot of eyes more eyes to it as well yeah and I think another goal actually
1: um, now that you say that would be just getting into the states more I would love to wrestle in front of more American crowds and Mm -hmm. to see how they accept me or don't accept me and how I can play off of that and because I feel like in Canada I'm kind of or at least in Alberta I definitely connect with the crowd and then I'm like any new opportunity is a challenge for me right like how can I make them love me how can
0: I make them hate me so yeah yeah I feel like again it goes back to getting in those reps you know and getting in more confident um I know you've been wrestling a little bit I think you've wrestled a little bit in Defy or is that coming up soon
1: yeah, I had uh two matches. I had one with Vert yeah. Vixen and one with Killer Kelly and Defy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you dabbed into the states a, a little bit there, but you know, it's getting in those reps and kind of to wrap things up, you know, we've talked a lot about wrestling, but you know, we've talked about music. That's definitely something that you're drawn to outside of the sport. But what are what other kind of hobbies or activities do you enjoy doing that are non-work <laughs> non work related outside of wrestling? Work- yeah. what other than that, yeah. know? <laughs> um, and aside from watching movies,
1: um, I've taken like a liking to painting lately. And for some reason, I only like painting flowers and roses, but like really like maybe dark <laughs> looking mm-hmm. ones. Um, I find it's just peaceful because I get to put on music and mm-hmm. then just disappear into that. Um, and then I guess that's really it. I don't really have a lot mm-hmm. of time. For I play a lot of Call of Duty. That's oh, I love probably- Cod yeah <laughs> that's probably my other one so I play yeah when I'm not wrestling or you know running around like a chicken with no head doing every other
0: thing in my life yeah. I'm, I'm probably either painting or playing call of duty <laughs> now I, I'm curious have you painted or designed any of the artwork behind you no uh,
1: um most of these were like gifts okay. or like commissions. this is my cat but she's dressed up like Lydia from What's your cat's Her name's Lydia. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So this is just like my dark little witchy wall, I
0: guess. So I got. I have a lot of. I have a lot of crystals and witchy stuff too. You can't tell from this background, but I do. This um, is actually
1: from, or kind of from um, a movie that's coming out called Dark Match. Stars Chris Jericho. Um. So this little
0: flail is my little buddy. (laughs) So yeah just a little spooky wall (laughs) you'll you'll have to i don't know if you've posted any of your artwork before but you should your painting you should post some of them
1: yeah i think once i get to a point where i'm like happy with it i probably will but for now it's just kind of
0: you know i i get that i feel like we're all our own worst critics i i feel that you know but ava before we let you go here today can you please let the listeners know where they can find you on social media yes um on
1: Twitter, it's Lawless Ava, but the second L is an I because the username was taken. But even if you search Ava Lawless, I'll pop up. Um, and then on every other thing, it's just Lawless Ava.
0: Well, Ava, thank you so much for chatting with me here again today. Again, congratulations on everything that you have done 2022, 2023. We still got got the second half of 2023 to go. So I'm looking forward to whatever you have up your sleeve. And hopefully we get you some more reps here in the States because I'd love to see you wrestle in person. We'll have to get that in order at at every promoter watching to this. (laughs) Yes, please. Thank you so much again, Ava. Thank you so much.